The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Amongst all the talk about the lifting of the eviction ban, there's been a focus on local authorities and local authorities being more involved and the tenant in situ scheme, for example, and that the self-same local authorities should be building up their stock of housing, of social housing, be it available for rent or ownership. Lots of people have gotten in touch with us while we've been talking about this with their own examples of trying to deal with local authorities. One of them is Owen Smith from County Meath and he's with me now. Owen, thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. Uh, Why don't you tell us about your experience of selling your property in Meath and what happened? Um, yeah, we live in uh, Trim and we had uh, agreed to sale of our house privately. We're moving to another house in the area. Um, we had agreed our place to be sold uh, privately and last minute then the private uh, buyer pulled out. So our auctioneer approached the council and they came back to us within within a couple of days with an offer, uh, slightly below what we were hoping to get. But we, at this stage, we'd already got our uh, other one place secured. So we uh, jumped at it and... We were given then, that was in August, so we were given then till uh, mid-September to get everything together and moved out, moved out as far as I remember, September, September 15th. So we had, uh, we had a rush to get everything moved moved out and basically stuff into storage because our place wasn't going to be ready till, till November. So what happened then was the council arrived on the day we were to move out. Um, basically, person from the council stood over us while we got everything in the back of the van, done an inspection, and we left the house in pristine condition. It was a three-bed semi um, in the town in the private estate, and um, we were gone. So we had to come back. We left some stuff in, in their neighbours. So we were up and down, kind of collecting stuff out of the neighbours, bringing it over to a place. We'd look, we were looking enough to get a rental in Navan, and... Um, the neighbour just informed us that no one had been back over in like the next couple of weeks. So... Lo and behold, no one's been back into the house um, since September last year, and we're looking at now six months later. There, a couple of weeks ago, it's still, so no it's still, it's still vacant. It's still vacant. Yeah, um, I had to go up, and I, I was wait, I was waiting on a letter that I believe may have been posted to the old address. So I went up to the door of the other evening just to kind of see could I see anything in the hall. I can see that there's a rake of letters in there. Um, mainly bills as far as I can see um, but just while I was kind of close up at the door um, I could see just even the doors because there'd be no probably heat on it in the house now for six months or electricity you can see kind of mould starting to form in areas just on the outside of it um, and we left the house in like pristine condition like someone could have moved into the house the, the following day mm. um, and the way as I say they kind of stood over us we, we thought that this was this was the case because you know, they were they were really rushing us to get to get out of the place. You know, yeah. It's, I mean, it it starts like a, a kind of a a positive story to a degree. Yeah. I mean, you know, what I mean, I, I mean we, we we had lots of people who got in touch to say they approached local authorities, be they landlords or tenants or just people selling their home, and the local authority didn't get back to them or express no interest. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't the case in yours. They actually did. They came back with no. an offer, right? Albeit maybe slightly low, but they made an offer. They bought the house. Yeah. If anything, they were a little too proactive in getting you out of the house. So yeah, we would have liked to stay another couple of months there. Yeah, places. but still, still, still I guess positive signs. I guess that the local authority mm-hmm. were were keen and eager to get their hands on this property and get someone into it. And it beggars belief that it's empty six months later. Yeah, is that how frustrating is that for you? Well, uh, for me, it's not really that frustrating because, like, I'm lucky enough to be in a position that I was moving house. But I could see, you know, if you're a family in in the in the area that was sold together place, that you're probably on a list somewhere, and there is there is a property there. 
ready to go. <laughs> and it's like, I can't understand why they wouldn't have gotten people into it. Now, I know sometimes they do have budgets that, that they have to spend for a certain time of the year, but still, six months is a long time for it just to be sitting there. Mm. And you say it's ready for people to move into it. I guess the problem yeah. is you, you leave it for too long and then it's not ready. You have to go yeah, in then and, and clean it up and get mould yeah. off the walls. Exactly, yeah. Um, have you been on to the local authority speaking to anyone no, about it? No, to be honest, it, it, we hadn't been up there in a while and it, uh, I just had to go into the state, the state, as I said, the other evening. Hadn't been up there since I knew it was, it was still empty at Christmas. Probably hadn't been up there in a couple of months and just when I called up, I could see then there was still no one in there and it was confirmed by an old neighbour that yeah, no one had been back into the place. I'm sure there are people listening to this uh, who would love a home like that in Mead uh, and maybe are on social housing waiting lists. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. they are renting and they're waiting for an eviction notice to come through the letterbox on the 1st of April and they'll be fairly livid uh, at the thought that, you know, the state through a local authority has its hands on a property and it's just lying empty. And we're not talking about vacant property that needs a huge amount of renovation. Somebody could move straight into it. Listen, Owen, thanks a million for sharing the story with us. Uh, Rory Hearn, the assistant uh, professor in social policy at Maynooth University and the author of Gaffs, uh, was listening to all of that. Rory, I mean, that's... He- to, to describe it as head-scratching is maybe a little bit kind. It's infuriating, isn't it? It is, absolutely. It's, it's baffling. Because um, as you said, there was a positive story to the start, which is that the council actually moved very quickly and bought it. Because um, as you said, we're, we know across the country at the moment, landlords are approaching local authorities and making offers and councils aren't getting back to them. Um, whereas in this case, they did. They bought it. And then how it was just left vacant is beyond me. I just don't understand. I'm trying to think through potential scenarios. Could it be allocated to someone, for example, um, who might be in hospital and who's due to come out and has nowhere to come out and therefore has been delayed and discharged, something perhaps like that? Um, I think Meads County Council clearly need to explain how this could be the situation where a home is left vacant for months um, the the other issues is perhaps it's bureaucracy, it's perhaps it's lack of resources in terms of allocations of housing within the local authority itself. Um, you know, this whole crisis that we're in goes back to local authorities being told essentially to get out of housing um, for the last 20 years. And now over the last year, two years, they've been told, oh, now suddenly you have to deal with this emergency all over the place. And they don't have the resources, they don't have the staff. Um, so it could be a case of that, the lack of staff, the lack of coordination within the local authority itself. This house falls through the cracks, literally, but it is utterly disgraceful that you have a council-owned property sitting vacant for six months. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, six, yeah, over six months at this stage. I think the 15th of September they left the, the, the property, so we're, we've passed the six-month mark. I, I mean, how, how big a role should and could local authorities be playing in terms of the delivery of, of social and affordable housing, be that for rent or ownership? Well, I think that they have to play a much greater role. I think, you know, we have the two core ways of providing social housing now. Local authorities and what are called the not-for-profit housing bodies like Cluid, Respond, um, which are delivering on, on a very significant scale as well. Not enough, but they are starting to, to ramp up their delivery But I think there's a real issue now, particularly in the response to the um, eviction ban being lifted, which I think is a disgraceful uh, decision. But we have tenants now, thousands of tenants who are in homes that potentially could be bought. The landlord's willing to buy. 
but they're contacting local authorities and local authorities aren't responding to them. We need to understand why. You know, the local authorities were in front of the Oireachtas Committee this week saying that they had a certain amount of capacity. They said they would deliver the 1,500 uh, tenants to purchase in situ. But what I hear from people is that the local authorities don't have the staff. They literally might have one person allocated to this. They might have half a person, like in terms of their time allocated. And there's also not clear funding that in this situation, for example, where we're hearing this home mold starts growing, it needs renovation. The councils don't have significant budgets to do up places. So part of the reason as to whether, part of the, when they are offered a home to buy by a landlord, for example, with a tenant in place, they have to go out and assess up to now it has been, well, where is the tenant on the waiting list? If the tenant isn't at the highest point on the waiting list, they say, well, we can't buy it. Um, the other issue is the state of the property. If it requires significant investment, they might be very reluctant to buy it because they don't have a budget allocated. Mm. So there's very specific things that the government and the, the Department of Housing and the Minister are now saying, as far as we understand, there are no barriers and local authorities should do it. But local authorities need staff. It requires people to respond and they don't have that. Yeah, and, and look, and that's, that's something we've heard about on this show as well, that you know, o- o- over the years as local authorities moved away from directly providing accommodation that I guess housing departments uh, uh, began to shrink within them and it's very hard overnight to, to increase their size and scale um, in the way maybe some people envisioned. Does that beg the question then, Rory, that we should look at housing agencies rather than local authorities for things like the tenant in situ scheme. Now, I know, sorry, that the, the housing agencies can buy, but that, that should be the focus. We're spending too much time and attention talking about local authorities. Ideally, it might be them, but if the skill set and the resources exist with housing agencies, let them do it. Well, I think that the, the housing associations should absolutely be playing a key role. But the problem is you need some state body to be, to be responsible you know, they have the legislative responsibility, the what you might call the accountability. So in this situation, housing associations are charities. They are not for profit housing providers. They are not the state responsible body for ensuring people are housed. So that is the local authority's core role. But it's, as I said, their role has been essentially gutted over the last 20 years. But they have to play at minimum that coordinating role. So when we talk about an emergency response, an emergency response would be allocating sufficient staff into local authorities, just like we saw during COVID, staff allocated into different roles, for example, the contract tracing. You would be allocating emergency-wise whatever staff were required into local authorities to ensure that if a landlord contact, contacted a, a local authority, they were immediately put in place, with, put in touch with a housing association, and they were immediately documented. It was followed up on, the tenant was supported, that all requires people to do. It requires someone to take responsibility. And perhaps it could be a case that if, you know, if we model how we did in COVID, you would set up a national um, emergency response to roll out the tenant purchase in situ, in situ scheme, which would be a central body that would have dedicated staff that would be just focused on this. And that might be a better approach because then you're guaranteed accountability, you're guaranteed the resources are there, you can see it, rather than leaving it up to each individual local authority. Rory Hearn, Assistant Professor in Social Policy at Maynooth University, and Owen Smith as well, who shared his own story about that sale at Meath County Council uh, made last September. Uh, Gentlemen, thanks a million for speaking to us here on the show. Thank you.
Meath County Council have actually just got in touch uh, with us uh, uh, while I was speaking to Rory uh, with a statement. Uh, now, they don't uh, get into the specifics of Owen's case, but they do say they have a responsibility to ensure that any property offered to a tenant meets the minimum standards. They say where works have to be carried out, they fall into two categories generally. One, minor works, which could take four to ten weeks, or major works, which take an average of five months to complete. Uh, Owen's house has been empty for over six months, so I take it according to Meath County Council, it's basically falling apart. Coming apart at the scenes, the house that Owen described as perfectly pristine that he and his family were living in until the moment they handed over the keys and that another family could have moved into the following day. Anyway, a lot of people getting in touch with similar examples. Kieran says, Stephen in Limerick, I live in an estate. With fif- within 50 metres of my house, there's three boarded up council houses. One for two years, one for five years and one for as long as I can remember, more than 10 years anyway. The most recently boarded up house is, or rather was, perfectly habitable at the time of boarding up. Can anyone explain or justify this? Maybe if the government started fining the local authorities for non-allocation of housing, it might shift them into gear. And John says, wait till you hear this story. If you thought you were infuriated listening to Owen, wait till you hear this. We have a property that we've rented to Cork County Council. The tenant moved out last March, March 2022. Cork County Council continued to pay us 1,400 quid per month for the house with nobody living in it until January. 14 grand of taxpayers' money into John's account. John, fair play. Easy money if you can get it. And um, you're welcome, I guess. Here, have my money. Take my ta- take my hard tax dollars, as they say across the pond. Jesus Christ almighty. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.